2: Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.
0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. The Test Series, well, it's done and dusted. England taking it 3-1 and the uh, festivities and the celebrations from the TalkSport perspective certainly went on long into the night. Uh, Today, well, a chance for uh, a few of the team to say their goodbyes. Matt Pryor heading back to England. Goffey. Doing the same for a few days before he returns for the uh, ODI series. Alex Tudor uh, will be part of the TalkSport team for the Limited Overs legs. So really looking forward to welcoming him. Uh, Boy, would he have enjoyed seeing some of the fast bowling uh, that took place at the Wanderers. And throughout this series... And uh, one of the exponents of some of the best and fastest bowling that we saw all tour was Mark Wood. And uh, shortly after England wrapped up victory in
1: Johannesburg, caught up with Andrew McKenna. Mark Wood, a 3-1 series win in South Africa for England. How does that feel? Has it sunk in yet? Oh, Absolutely over the moon. It hasn't quite sunk in, but uh, I know that it took a lot of hard work, especially the last two games, Um, the the illness, the first game. Then to come back, I wasn't playing at Cape Town, but I, I saw... Obviously, on the side of the pitch, how much effort the lads put in. Um, so to come away, especially coming back from a, a defeat first to come back and all the things, obstacles that were in front of her um, to win here um, at this iconic stadium in, in front of um, probably their main fortress. So I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon. To play such a significant part in the series as well,
0: it's been a while between drinks, you and Test matches. I mean, I think back to last year, of course, that incredible
1: spell in the West Indies you've got it in you if you, if the body you just sort of hold together and, and get you on the park. I think that's exactly it. If my body is good, then I, I know I can perform. I, I have struggled with self-belief in the past, but that's because my body hasn't held up and I've played games where I probably shouldn't have. Um, this time round, I, I was uh, fit until probably this game, um, but it wasn't a case of us being injured. It was just I was a bit sore from the last match because I hadn't played in, for so long. But um, it was nice to get that first wicket on the first morning. and it was a quick one at, I think, 94 only. Harmy, I think, has quicker than me, but he obviously had the wind. I was into the wind, so if I had the wind, it would have been obviously over Harmy's, but nice to have two Ashton lads um, leading the way. England now have a lot of fast bowling options. I mean, 18
0: months ago, we were crying out for one bowler to bowl over 90. You, Joffre, Ollie Stone went fit. The England captain has now a lot of choices,
3: and that's got to be a great place going forward.
1: Yeah, I think we all push each other as well. You know, it's a friendly competition. We all want each other to do well, but we're all vying for them spots. And, um, you know, I think Joff probably would have played this game, but unfortunately his elbow was a little bit sore on the morning of the match, which brought me back into it. Um, like you mentioned, Ollie Stone, he's someone I think can be a real high-quality bowler um, if they can keep him fit. Um, I hope that look turns for him. I've had that sort of same look myself where you think... I'm going to get a break and hopefully uh, Sakib Mahmoud's a lad that's coming through he can bowl quickly so it's nice to have them options especially going into different conditions You know, some will be more suited for home conditions others maybe reverse swing away so the more options are better for for Ruti and and Chris Silverwood I guess but we're we're all under the same goal and the same umbrella trying to win matches for England Mark Wood there chatting to uh, Andrew McKenna you'll be able to hear from Ollie Pope uh, another
2: man who really made uh, a breakthrough in this series Uh, he'll be on the following on podcast tomorrow tomorrow for now though a chance to listen back to a fascinating interview that took place uh, during a rain delay actually back on day one in Johannesburg and with the first day's play not getting underway until gone to it in the afternoon it was a chance for uh, Kevin Peterson to sit down with Mark Butcher and reflect and react to some of the comments he'd made to Martin Samuels in the Daily Mirror about the future of Joffrey Archer take a listen we're all talking about the need for
3: England to get a fast bowler, to take wickets in the middle of one-day games. When it goes flat and there's that low period of rotational strike, Jofra Archer was the guy. Wickets with the new ball, wickets in the middle, and wickets at the death and bowled such a great super over at Lords. I mean, no one having played so much cricket at Lords, I stood on the outground there working for uh, the Indian Network star and uh, we were just about to go onto the field and then the super over come and I've never heard Lords like that never ever heard lords like that and to play in that environment deliver what he delivered to win the game meant that he was a star fast track six months you get to sit up and talk about the game and you hang out and there's the whispers that start appearing in the press box about is he actually injured does he want to play test cricket uh, the murmurings that are coming out the dressing room about Jofra Archer and It's with great sadness that I hear these things because it affects the individual. And when it starts to affect the individual, it'll affect what he thinks about the game. And then you read a Joffrey Archer tweet that he put out only a couple of days. Maybe I shouldn't be reading too much on Twitter. I read too much on social media. Now that tells me, again, there's more reason to be sad because all Joffrey Archer should be happening all that should be happening with him is that he is mollycoddled in that environment, and asked, "What does he want to do?"
0: You mentioned murmurings from the dressing room. I also sense that um, you're, you're speaking from a from a point of view that, that knows exactly how this feels. So, absolutely, go 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 into it. What what are you hearing from the dressing room? Is it is it from inside the dressing room? Is it from
3: uh, people around the team? What are, what are you referring to? Well. <laughs> can never ever find out who's actually making the statements but when you speak to people in Port Elizabeth and they start talking about Jofra Archer and they're going well some people don't actually think that he's injured um, there's nothing wrong with his elbow uh, does he want to actually play test cricket um, and when it gets to that level of people talking about it in the press box and then it ending up on social media and then it ends up being talked about and we end up talking about it up here I, for one, am dead against it. Now, we're talking about it because it's happened. And I, for one, am dead against that the media should know what's happening inside a dressing room. What happens in the dressing room should stay in the dressing room. There's no ways that the murmurings of anything should end up um, inside a press box. And, look, I understand the relationships and how many journalists there are. There are that many journalists sitting here in in the box at the moment. And I understand the the connection that they've got to the team and they're with the team all the time and you see them in the hotel lobby. Um, but what can you do? What can you do? I don't think it's ever going to stop. It's, it's ever going to stop and it's just sadness that, that a guy like Joffrey Arch has spoken about because I don't think he should be spoken about and he should be looked after.
0: You and I, probably unbeknownst to one another, have made similar statements. I, I was working for, I do my podcasts and things for... Um, for ESPN Crick Info, mm. you in, in talking to, to Martin Samuel both used a very, very strong word in relation to, to Jofra Archer. I said in the podcast before this tour towards the end of the last summer that the the stick that I was seeing Jofra Archer get in terms of him being lazy and not not putting in out yeah. there on the field would almost border upon it, it being something more than just criticism of a player, it almost sounded like racism to me. And then, of course, what happened subsequently in New Zealand was that he was a he, he actually received racial abuse from from mm. people in the stands. Mm. And I, I think you used the same word, right? Is that is that correct, or have I have I made that up?
3: No, I never I never used the word racism. Okay. No, I never used that at all. Um, I just see a superstar in the environment being treated in a very similar way to to, to the way uh, all my nonsense started. And what, what, I basically, you, you think what I basically said is, I said, they should pull him into a room. And if he isn't behaving in the way that they want him to behave, they should say to him, Jofra, what do you want to do? Do you want to play test cricket? He might say, Hmm, don't know. I don't think I do. Maybe he says yes. If he says yes, back him fully and commit with him fully. Don't talk about the nonsense of his elbow. And don't talk about him uh, being late to team meetings. Don't talk about all the garbage that is, is it in and around that. Don't let it filter up here into the press box. It shouldn't be here. Ask him if he wants it. And you know what? If he doesn't want to play test cricket and he just wants to play T20s and one-day cricket, so be it. Let him just do it. It's his life. He's responsible to make the decisions that he wants to make. Get the best out of Joffre Archer. Because what, happens, what happened in my situation? Who won? That's what I said in the, in the article. Who won? Yeah. No one won. Yeah. Did I win? No. I lost out on, a, on five years of an international career. Did the ECB win? No. Because they had the, one of the biggest um, public relations disasters that I think they've ever had. So who won? No one won. And they're not going to win with Archer either. Because if he decides, actually, you know what? I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. He's going to earn a hell of a lot of money playing franchise cricket. Believe me. I did it for five years. There is a lot of money out there.
0: I mean, do you think we've we've kind of got to that sort of stage? I mean, do you ever do you ever look back at, at it 2014 and think to yourself there are things you know? Yes, everybody has a responsibility to look after star players in the dressing room. Yes, sometimes, and and I and I'm very very aware of this, having having played with some star players in inverted commas that sometimes they need a little bit more leeway than everybody else. Um, but it, but did you ever? Do you ever look back on on the split up of what was probably arguably England's greatest ever test team? I think maybe there was some, some of the responsibility for the things that went on were yours
3: too. Absolutely, you have a look at them. But I also think that I was driven into those circumstances. And you hear Andrew Strauss on that uh, documentary that I did, he said he pushed me away. Like I was really close to Strauss, really close to Strauss. He then took over the captaincy and completely brushed me, completely I mean, you, brushed me. You were, you were close
0: to our colleague? Matt Prior too
3: absolutely. and then that went very sour too absolutely it was the whole it was the whole makeup of that uh, that environment where I was wanting uh, what all the players have now and that was was in that that's in the in that uh, in that article too all the players now have the ability to miss games of England to so go and cash in in the IPL They go and play with the best players in the world and I was the only person doing it and unfortunately when you're the only person doing it they can sideswipe you there's now a full array of English players. I mean, the captain of the one-day team, Owen Morgan, missed games for England two seasons ago to play in the IPL. Now, that's what I was asking for, but Strauss was dead against it. Flower wouldn't have it. Giles Clark thought that I was uh, siding with Lalit Modi instead of the ECB's Giles Clark, And I was like, no. He said, all the best players in the world are out there doing what they do. How important is a May test match? It's not important. How important? Isn't isn't really not important that they were protecting their brand. Whereas now the players have the freedom of movement to have the test matches even delayed so that the players can maximize their earnings to play in the IPL. And so that caused all that friction and all that division in our dressing room and that's just not what I want to see with this England side and it's not what I want to see with a guy like Joffrey Archer I don't want to see division I don't want him to tweet about stuff because it's non-cricketing stuff and all that stuff needs to be kept inside the dressing room and sorted out inside the dressing room
0: The word that springs to mind then or the, or the thing that I think you're intimating is that jealousy can play a part within, within a dressing room but again, I'm not putting words in your mouth here but do you do you suggest perhaps that there is an element of you know the, the, this kid's rise has been so merc- mercurial that people are kind of
3: perhaps not as so. no 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 no, no. Okay. i don't i don't think so this now that's why i asked the question yes i don't think so now because all these guys are in the ipl on big dollar deals they're all got real big dollar deals there so they've all party to the ipl experience and they're all party to uh, everything that's happening in international cricket now. You've got Vince playing in Australia. You've got Jason Roy playing. Tom Curran is playing. These guys are all playing in these franchise tournaments, earning good money now, real good money. So I don't think that jealousy is there of guys getting picked up. and <laughs> Look, when I was playing, Fred and I went for huge numbers, and I continued to grow those numbers and, and, and get big numbers. And then other players would put their hand up in auctions, and I was probably the only one, one or two. Me and Owen Morgan were the only two that... That got gigs in the IPL. So when you get guys who are winning test matches for England, putting their paddles up at big numbers and not even getting bid for, then it's an issue. Then it becomes an issue. However, in this current environment, all of them are playing it. Butler's playing it. Stokes is playing it. Joffre is playing it. Um, uh, Tom Curran's playing it. Sam Curran. We had $850,000 last year or eight hundred and fifty thousand pounds—amazing. So, so, I don't think that jealousy uh, um, situation is there at the moment. So, in your, it, by the sounds of it, then you
0: kind of—you're not laying the blame for for Joffrey's treatment with with his teammates with the players. You're saying that's a completely completely different situation from the one I, that you encountered. Whether or not yeah. there was any, bl- you know, who was at fault, sure, sure, is sure. a a, a don't moot point. point. We're, we're not going back there. We're talking no. about somebody else. So it's a management issue then we're talking about a management issue how are we going to get the, the best results out of, a, out of an X-Factor player how are we going to manage a guy who perhaps um, is a little bit different from the, from the other characters in the dressing room how are we going to bring him along
3: if you were the captain or you were the coach how would you do it? I'd ask him if he wanted to play or not what does he want to do? So, um, you want to play test cricket? Because at the moment he's on a test tour, there's whispers in the test tour. I don't think there'll be any whispers in T20s in one-day cricket. Not a chance. But it's the test match. He's only bowling 140, should be bowling 150. Well, sometimes he can't bowl 150. What about Stuart Broad? I played in that many test matches where Broad ran in at 75, 80 miles per hour, standing at mid-off going, why on earth is this guy not running in for the country? Every time I batted or a batsman goes out and bats... He's not just walking the and I'll just nick off for Nortia, no problem, because I'm in for the next game. Broad understands exactly when he needs to bowl well. Whenever we went to Australia, he bent his back. When Broad was under pressure at Newlands, he bent his back. Right? I, I, I'll throw this at you, and I, again, I mentioned it earlier on today. The team
0: the team that Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson were were, were taking mountains of wickets for was a team that scored... 400 every time they walked out. They you had yourself, you had Trot, mm. you had Strauss and Cook. Mm. Um,
3: you Bell know that Pryor. Bell Pryor. Yeah.
0: So, the, so these guys are putting big runs on the board, mm. meaning that um, th- the bowling attack was always mm. fresh is not quite the right word because you never, never you never feel fresh as a fast bowler. But you were precisely okay. So what I'm saying to you is this: is that potentially, potentially, if England can put runs on the board like they did at Port Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And Joffa is playing in the team. You will not see the big, the wild swings between 95 miles an hour and uh, you know, and, and 80 miles an hour because mm. when he has the ball in his hand, the game is not being chased. You're not always under massive pressure. And Joe Root isn't just throwing him the ball and saying, "Mate, you're my you're my X-factor. I need you to bowl 30 overs out of, out of 60."
3: Joffre Archer is not the guy to run in and bowl line and length. Joffre Archer is the guy to run in and bowl. If he bowls a bat, we played that series in Australia where Mitchell Johnson rolled us. Um, Michael Clark gave him the ball at, I think it was, it was either Adelaide or Melbourne. Gave him the ball. Said, come and do the same stuff. Mitchell Johnson ran in at 140 kilometers per hour instead of 150 kilometers per hour. Michael Clark says, have a break, buddy, come back when you want to bowl properly for me. Bowled him for one over. So his job in the team is not line in length. Long passages of play. Bowl bowl for a session. Joffra Archer's role in the team is to bowl three overs or four overs at 150 or 155 kilometers per hour. Let broad bowl line in length. Let Stokes bowl line in length if he wants. Let Wood bowl line in length. Geoff Archer's position in the team is not, he is the enforcer. And that's how he should be used. That's how Norkia's is being used, as the enforcer. Let other guys bowl the line and length. But then you can change it around as well. You can even go to Wood and say, right, I want it, I want you to enforce what Arch has been doing because Broad's going to hold it from one end, or Bess will hold it from one end. That's how to use him. But first, of, first and foremost, find out if he wants to play test match cricket. Because if he doesn't want to play test match cricket, prioritise his one-day stuff and his t20 stuff and let him bowl as fast as he can and create special days like all of us english cricket fans saw in june last year at lords or um, july
0: michael vaughan another man who's been in the in the papers never short of an opinion um about the game and the way that it, it should look in the future the way it should look now he, he's yeah. basically said that Jofra archer shouldn't play at all i mean do you do you think from what you're saying shouldn't play at all in what uh,
3: test match cricket it depends if he wants to play. Well,
0: okay, so do you think he wants to? If I
3: don't know. I haven't spoken to him. I don't go out there and say, mate, do you want to play? Not at all. I speak to I was a teammate of his at, um, in the Pakistan Super League. I played against him in the Big Bash. I don't go out there and say, do you want to? I'm not his captain or his coach. I'm a buddy of his. I talk about everything else other than cricket. I, don't, I try my hardest not to speak to the players about cricket. I mean, on a couple of occasions, quite a few occasions, I've had to speak batting to, to a few of them because they want to understand... Um, how I thought about the game and how they can improve, especially against playing spin, and that's absolutely fine. I don't go out there and ask me if he wants to play Test Match Cricket. That's not my job. My job is to call the game as I see it, to talk like we're talking now, um, and to give my perspective on the method in my madness when I approach the game. Certainly not to go and ask Joffre Arch if he wants to
2: play Test Match Cricket. Nothing to do with me. Big thanks to Kevin Peterson for being part of our test series coverage on Talk sport 2. Brilliant interview there. Uh, and Mark Butcher will, of course, be uh, commentating and leading proceedings when the uh, ODI series gets underway in Cape Town on the uh, 3rd of February. That pretty much brings us to the end of today's show. But as I say, tomorrow, a chance to listen to an interview with Ollie Pope. And we'll also be bring, bringing you... Uh, more of uh, the lunchtime offerings from that, that fourth test match at the Wanderers. For now, though, please subscribe and review on ACOS, iTunes or Spotify. And you're listening to the following on podcast. i
0: hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Bypassal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to Ertz in the channelised bingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh yeah, that sounds important. Does
2: work all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.